individuals have to obviously consider the environment they're walking into, right? There's a number of factors, and I think that's part of today's podcast is to think through what are the things they're seeing? What's their role? What's their vantage point? What's their influence level? What are they trying to achieve? What are their goals? There's several business questions that you kind of can think about from the lens of faith, but also, you know, you have a responsibility for your paycheck to do your job, right? That's, that's a that's sort of a moral expectation. Good day and welcome to the Consultant the Coach podcast. I am here with my good buddy, Josh. How are you, my friend? Doing great. How are you? Awesome. Hey. Another day? To another day, faith in the workplace. And I think something is perplexing is, you know, you always, or at least I tend to hear it from the opposite side, you know, is there a problem with religion in the workplace mm -hmm. or lack thereof or one way or another? And whenever I hear this argument, I always hear it from the perspective of the non-Christian. But what about from the Christian? What, mm -hmm. what does that look like? Mm -hmm. And uh, so I'm really looking forward to dialing down on this uh, during this podcast. But I was, uh, for the, you know, scripture, I... I Picked out 2 Corinthians 6.14, so Corinthians being the uh, a great church to look at frequently what not to do. But the, the verses I picked out was 14 through 18. It says, do not, be unequally do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. For what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness, or fellowship with light with darkness? What accord has Christ with Belial? Or what portion does a believer share with an unbeliever? What agreement has the temple of God with idols? For we are the temple of the living God. As God said, I will make my dwelling among them and walk among them, and I will be their God and they shall be with me. Therefore go out from their midst and be separate from them, says the Lord, and touch no unclean thing. Then I will welcome you, and I will be a father to you, and you shall be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. Now, I was, I was reading and praying over this passage this week, and I was perplexed, thinking faith in the workplace. And the reason why is it's basically saying, do not be unequally yoked, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. you know applies to marriage, Christian mm -hmm. to Christian. But what do you do with a Christian business? Because mm -hmm. we can't, you know, you can't, we are in the state of Washington. You put that up. Hey, we only hire Christians. You can't, you, you can't do that. You'll just right. be thinking right. of the whole Baker thing that went to the Supreme Court where they got in all sorts of trouble by not selling their uh, bakery goods. I think it was a floral arrangement. Mm -hmm. But what mm -hmm. do you do and what does that mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think, you know, I think in general, like we've talked about, right, it's about there's there's different degrees, right? There's, there's degrees of like very narrow, specific Christian you know sort of traditional views on business and faith but then there's sort of several degrees of gray that you know there's judeo-christian mm -hmm. right so there's more judeo-western principles there's um faith-based principles that might include other faiths there are uh things from other cultures there are um you know generally i think what we talked a little bit about as we prepped for this was you know how do we while not being overtly Christian in every kind of business context, how do we also try to find and work with people who are at least on mission, right? Who at least have some orientation to something bigger than themselves, mm -hmm. even if it's not something specifically. And that, the reason that, why I wanted yeah. to pull this mm -hmm. these verses out is for me, it's messy. And sometimes I like looking at messy verses in messy context, because if you can figure it out, it 
get you closer to the answer. Mm-hmm. So here we have the Corinthian church. Things are not perfect. I'll just mm-hmm. put it that way. And so it's basically Paul's, you know, granted, he's talking about the church and he's talking about the family in this passage. So we're taking it out of context and saying, well, what does this look like in a private business? Mm-hmm. But I think there are some overarching concepts of, you know, um, I was looking, it says, I will make my dwelling among them and walk among them. He's talking about the Christians. So as we are as Christians, you know, he's talking about us as, um, he says, we are the temple of the living God. So as we go, let's say, you know, we walk in as a temple into our place of business. Mm-hmm. That, that's kind of, one area, it's kind of cool, but two, it's kind of awkward. You have Christians working with non-Christians. What does that look like? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. there's tension. Yeah. And it's, if we say there's no tension, I think we deceive ourselves. We deceive others. We so. Well, and I think there's a question there of tension for who. Absolutely. Right. Because I think in many cases, at least my experience is that for those, of, you know, for those who have faith, the tension is, is within themselves. Because they mm-hmm. see it and feel it. And that's it. what I'm talking about. I'm talking yeah, about yeah, myself yeah. as yeah. I walk into... Which is interesting because I think I've noted in several occasions, assuming people are not lying, um, the people who are the non-Christians, mm-hmm. they don't feel any tension whatsoever. That's a really good point. They're like, what's this, you know, like, they don't care. Okay, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. is, do, I mean, they're as apathetic yeah, as they could be. You do your thing, I you do, do my thing, th- I do my thing, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. You're like what? How do you live like that? <laughs> so, what does faith look like in the workplace? You are a Christian. You walk into a, and I'm not talking about a Christian company. I'm talking about a private company. A Christian walks into the workplace. And I'm not telling a joke. It'd be better if I told, told a joke. A Christian walks into the workplace, and dot dot dot. Yeah. Well, I think you know. I think the. Um, I think that's where individuals have to obviously consider the environment they're walking into, right? There's a number of factors, and I think that's part of today's podcast is to think through what are the things they're seeing? What's their role? What's their vantage point? What's their influence level? What are they trying to achieve? What are their goals? There's several business questions that you kind of can think about from the lens of faith, but also, you know, you have a responsibility for your paycheck to do your job, right? That's, that's a that's sort of a moral expectation, mm-hmm. you know, an ethical expectation, right, to do your job, whatever that job looks like. Um, but then finding ways to do that, um, that express your faith, right? Um, and I think for for the Christian, you know, it's it's it's. I think you have to accept the fact that that's a a daily a daily challenge, right? There's no oh, absolutely. You know, there's no crossing that sort of off the list oh, okay i'm done with that i achieved and and that's why i chose this verse you know how how do we live out our faith as you know and god says hey we are a temple of the living god so it'd be nice to say hey i I go to church here it's on the corner of first and avenue whatever it is but literally the church goes wherever we go Mm -hmm. and maybe i'm bringing this up making too much of it but i struggle with this because i'm like oh i i ain't being a great illustration of what the church should look like sometimes because I get tired, I get frustrated, I run into problems that need to get solved, and then when the problems don't get solved, how do I handle them? And be lo- I'd love to be, you know, think of the old 
Simpsons episode and think of Flanders. Always hunky-dory, oh, God bless you. Yeah, but that's not realistic. Mm-hmm. I think some people are either too far that, too far Flanders, or they're too far cynical Eeyore on the other side. Where, oh, it's always going to go wrong. All those, always messing things up. It'll only be perfect in heaven. <laughs> You sound like you've met a few of these on either end of these extremes. I have them both working for me. It's oh. it's quite difficult. Well, there you go. Um, so maybe I'm, I'm maybe this this podcast is more for me. You know, I look at our all of my team members. What do we do? Well, I think the other thing to consider, and this is both you know tying back to last week around changing jobs. If you're considering new changes, but also if you're working in business and you're building partnerships, from my mind went when you read that scripture was around the yoked part and thinking about. Um, either when you're building an internal team and or when you're trying to partner with other companies um, externally in some way, or in my case, when I you know work with consulting clients, probably your case when you work with coaching clients, thinking about this idea of yoked, right? And uh, you may not necessarily always work with people who share faith with you, but you certainly can be thoughtful around, you know, what's their moral... Uh, aptitude right oh, absolutely that, you know it's interesting i found several um several good partnerships from people who are jewish uh not even necessarily from a highly active faith perspective but because they were raised in it they have a fairly deep theological underpinning and moral and ethical underpinning to the way they do their work and their business and I've actually had some really good friendships that have emerged from that, what I would say, shared perspective that there does exist in that sort of, I would say, that's as close as I would think you'd find in terms of yoked, not within the same faith, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so I think there's a lot of value in that. And think, just thinking about who are you working with and what are their values? What's their mission? What are they about? How do they think about the world? How do they talk about things, right? If they're talking about, you know, how they spend their weekends and they, you know, don't really value family and they, you know, sort of blow their money and they've been through a bunch of, you know, crap personal stuff. Not that that's all their fault. That may not be a good, it doesn't mean you don't love them and care for them and maybe, you know, be there for them if they need something, but that may not be the right partnership because they may not be well yoked to your, you know, your perspective on values. You may may not want to do business with them. It doesn't mean you can't care for them and Mm -hmm. love them as a person as Jesus did, but it may not be the best Fit from a uh, partnership perspective, yeah. or a hiring and, perspective. And are, are you basically how close is your mission to their mission? Right. And this is where I can work hand side by side next to someone different religion, but mm-hmm. it's their their um, their overarching values are very similar to mine. Mm-hmm. It's not all about them. It's about the larger per- purpose. Right. What is the mission of the organization? And how yeah. does that fit into play? Yeah. Whereas, uh, let's pick on uh, millennials or whatever the current Gen Z is. It's all about me, all about me, all about me. That's just gonna, that's gonna fight. Those are hard people to work with today. So I almost feel like, even though I'm talking, we're talking religion in the workplace. You're almost talking mission. How close is our personal mission with whoever we're hiring and working side by side with? Right. No, and I think that would extend to how we, again, how we partner and how we build, you know, new coalitions and collaboration efforts, um, either in large organizations, maybe with different mm-hmm. divisions you don't typically interact with, or um, in other with other companies. 
So what do we do? If, if someone is religiously inclined, what do we do if they're first, if they're leading an organization, mm-hmm. how should they lead? Let's we're in Washington state. How do you lead? If you are, um, a Christian in a secular organization, what's the best way yeah. of doing that? Yeah. You know, I worked with another Christian and I thought he had a really helpful perspective on this. Um, because he he was careful to infuse in his language terms of faith. And so he was very thoughtful around not the ways he introduced his faith, but he wouldn't be afraid to say words like blessing mm-hmm. and um, thanks be to God and um, Merry Christmas. <laughs> Um, and a number of other things, you know, and that he, did, he, there were, I can't remember all the ways he did it, but it was very obvious that he was a believer and he wouldn't hide that fact. He would talk about prayer. He would talk about church and it would just become part of his, um, he didn't push it by any stretch of the imagination. I didn't think so. Now maybe I didn't think that because I was Christian, but it's still in, but <laughs> the, um, but, uh, yeah, I, I always found it helpful, his his boldness, for lack of a better word, of, of just infusing it into a very uh, consistent... Clearly, he, he spent time in prayer and scripture, and, and I've tried to learn from how do I, you know, as a person who tries to do the same thing, how do I speak more about my faith and, and sort of open that door for people who want to have a conversation. And obviously, if, if people don't ask, then you don't say a lot more about it, right? And, Absolutely. Um but I think it's just a matter of finding a way within sort of the guardrails of, of cultural, you know, um, expectations and norms to reference the fact that, you know, faith is part of who you are, right? And, and I, I think you're going in the perfect direction right there. And I think how this looks like at work is the verse that came to my mind is, let your yes be yes and your no, no, everything else is from the evil one. Yeah. And I think as Christians— our yes needs to be a yes, and our no, no. Mm-hmm. And if something doesn't quite align, then we need to acknowledge, hey, something's off. Um, you know, and what I mean by that is, let's say there there have been times as a Christian I've committed to things, and I can't. Um, I'm like, we're going to go do this, and I've had people say, Eric, you gave your word, we're going to nail this project, and we can't. Mm-hmm. I then, as a Christian, need to own that and say, yeah, I miscalculated. It's not that I'm going against my word. It's just like I out, I, I outkicked the coverage. I thought we could get this project done. I didn't understand there were going to be these three pitfalls or this one person would quit. We mm-hmm. can't. Yeah. Um, I, and I think that's what we can do as people of faith in the workplace is just own it, especially when things don't go right. Right. Yeah. No, I think confession is another differentiator, right? I think people... <clears throat> People of, of multiple faiths, not just Christian faith, mm-hmm. but the Christian faith in particular, is a deeper understanding of of purpose, but more importantly, purpose tied to sin and our own sort of shortcomings. And so, therefore, I think a, a Christian's willingness and ability to confess a wrong mm-hmm. and a mistake and to change and demonstrate change um, speaks loudly. To a world that says, oh, oh yeah. you can never admit you're wrong. And, oh, power is lost when you, you know, ever admit anything. Mm-hmm. Right? It's sort of the cultural norm, right? 
Um, so that's another place I think Christians have a way to, you know, make mistakes and not foolishly and, and not sort of haphazardly, but, but they just happen, right? Mm-hmm. And so you have to be willing to speak about them. Um, and, and when de- we do, your and when we do own it and say, yeah, I blew that. I made a mistake or I spoke out of anger I sh- or I should have been more considerate towards you. I'm sorry I didn't read your body language or I'm sorry you were trying to tell me this and I mm-hmm. read it like this. Mm-hmm. That goes a long way of living out faith in the workplace. Now, let's let's flip it. And I was like, I always, you know, I mean, maybe I'm too sensitive to discrimination I'm always worried, well, what if there's a claim? What if there's a claim against, you know, you're discriminating against the Mm non-Christians? And one of the things that we have done, and I've thought a lot, a lot, long and hard on this, that we have tried to do in our businesses is have very clear KPIs and KRAs. So KPIs Mm -hmm. being key performance indicators Mm -hmm. and KRAs meaning key results areas. So it's not like, hey, Eric, to move forward, you need to be a Christian. No, not, our state of Washington will not allow that. So if it's... If, if I were to hire anyone, I say, okay, these, these are your key results area. This is what you're being hired to do, mm-hmm. whether a great customer service agent. Uh, what is your error rate in billing? This is how many, you know, what, whatever you're hiring. Yeah, these are business metrics. You know, yeah, if, sure. I was a, if I was a plumber, how many plumbing jobs I got done every single day? And then well, that'd, be a, that'd be a KPI. But essentially having very clear areas and numbers to look at mm-hmm. helps relieve the pr- the religious pressure i would say that there can be perceived yeah yeah well especially in roles of important. executive leadership like yours and, and mm-hmm. many people who listen to this podcast you know you do have to be careful because there's a difference between what you put in place and then there's a diff- and then people get real funny about what they think they perceive mm-hmm. the authority structure is asking for oh absolutely right right and um, i've had to you know unfortunately you know we fired both Christians and non-Christians in our organization. And I think some people are like, well, I'm a Christian. I'm, I'm always going to be okay because boss is a Christian as well, too. I'm like, yeah, that, that only works in church. You know, church. <laughs> in a company, if if I have someone, whoever it is, they show up late for work every day. Yeah. They make mistakes billing items. Um, they're, you know making other mistakes they've got to be moved outside the organization you know obviously you're going to give them warning more training sure but you've got to have key expectations Mm -hmm. and even as you've talked about earlier on the podcast what has frustrated you the most is when there's not clear expectations for you as a consultant yeah no well and that's and that's not going to do anything for your culture either it's going to kill the culture of your business right i mean there's you know if if there are special circumstances as there can be in many scenarios you know it's your job as a leader to understand to your point why someone's not meeting expectations and the degree to which someone is willing or able to share with you what those you know scenarios might be then that's obviously the exception to that rule but that's where you have to apply some some thoughtful logic um and some also thoughtful prayer to understanding people's scenarios right but i think no generally you have to um as a business person you have a responsibility mm-hmm. to all the people faith or not who have been committed themselves to work in your company and, and sort of pay their paychecks on time the absolutely best you can and you've got to you know keep all those people in mind not just um, one person here, one person there. And I want to acknowledge the tension here. Yeah. I was even thinking of Jesus. Go and sin no more. 
that is some high expectations because like, hey, he's full of grace. He's full of grace and go and sin no more. That's mm-hmm. not like, hey, <laughs> I could see him say, hey, next time you screw up, do this. No, he says, go and sin no more. I can mm-hmm. only imagine my business saying, hey, make no more clerical mistakes. So how do you, you know, it's, it's, we have the opp- you know, opportunity to live in tension in right. our business. How do we love people? call them to high expectations, but how, it, it's tricky. Yeah. It's really, really tricky. Well, and I think there's, there's, you can do one outside the other too. Oh, absolutely. Right. Caring for them outside of work doesn't necessarily mean you have to not hold them to expectations within the job. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I think in some ways, at least I think about it is you have a responsibility to everyone else to hold them to those expectations mm-hmm. in the job. You don't have that same responsibility to everyone else in a personal relationship when you're taking them a meal or helping them with a project or giving them some time or, you know, any number of other things you might be doing for them. And I think, and that, that rolls perfectly into our next episode, the Mm -hmm. difference between planting and reaping. So here we have faith in the workplace, but then next episode, we're going to dial into planting and reaping. And I think what, and you made a really good point when we get those confused, things get messy. When you think you're planting, but you're really reaping, or you think you're typically it's they think they're reaping, but they're really planting. Mm-hmm. It gets messy. Well, and it's also we get messed up when we start to think we can control the in between space between those two. Oh yeah, because right? really what happens in between is where faith is really involved, whether you share you know Christian faith or not. Really good point. There's, there. There's a, mm-hmm. you know, there are things we can control ultimately, and there's things we can't. It's also known as you know Adam Smith's invisible hand in some ways, mm-hmm. right? Of market forces that exist that we can't control, and so I think that regardless of of the faith perspective which we'll address a little next week is the issue of what we can and can't control and how to manage that well as leaders. Mm-hmm. I had a, I had someone complain, um, like, oh, we, we get irritated when you, or you make us uncomfortable when you pray in the workplace. I'm, and and it, it, it's that in-between area, because I understand there's planting, there's reaping. It's that in-between, and as a Christian, I'm like, I'm praying that God moves here. You can do whatever you want to do. I'm going to pray that he moves because I understand I can make every single right move. If yep. he does not bless it, yep. Yep. we have a field that doesn't produce. Right. So yep. we'll dial into that more next week. But in the meantime, I would say, you know, what's your closing thought on faith in the workplace? Yeah, it's, it's, it's messy. Just keep at it. You know, be prayerful every day. You know, mm-hmm. one of these devotions I just recently read was using the prayer of, you know, Jesus, my eyes are on you. You know, if you're a person of faith, you know, spend time in prayer every day and include, you know, the fact that your workplace is a place of caring for others, uh, a place of work and, and business um, and change in, in, in the community um, and a place to live out the mission that you have. And um, just keep at it every day. Keep at it. Good. Good parting words. So in the meantime, between now and then, please go to the consultantwithcoach.com, reach out to us, ask us a question, or next week, hey, difference and how what difference between planting and reaping what's that look like and how to understand that for a more profitable business sounds good see you guys next week take care